Good afternoon. It's Todd with another edition of Spinning Singles. And uh, we left off with the last week of March 1984. And there were three more songs I wanted to talk about that hit the top 40. And it was dated uh, March 31st, 1984. And the song that came in at number 38 was an artist named Tony Carey. And I'd never heard of him at that point. And the song was called A Fine, Fine Day. Came in at 38, would go to 22 nationally, and it was on the MCA label. And um, he had recorded for another label before that, I later found out, called Rockshire. But this one had a picture sleeve. It just shows him and another guy on the street with some snow in the background and a, a night scene on the back. It's from the MCA LP, Some Tough City. And it's A Fine, Fine Day by Tony Carey, that's C-A-R-E-Y, uh, not a song I heard a lot on the radio uh, when it was out. I heard it occasionally. Um, not a lot of value. I'd say 3 to $4 with the picture sleeve on that one. A fine, fine day. And right behind it, we had a duet that came in. Um, at the time, this was his first top 40 hit um, in the U.S. And I'm talking about Julio Iglesias. And um, he duetted with Willie Nelson on this. It's called To All the Girls I've Loved Before. Kind of a ballad. It came in at 39, became a big, big hit for them. Went to number five on the charts. Shows a picture of them on the cover of the picture sleeve and on the back. And like I said, it was from it was Julio Iglesias' first top 40 in the U.S. And um, he was a big, big star internationally, but uh, had not been really heard too much in the U.S., and, of course, Willie Nelson. We all know about Willie Nelson. It was on the uh, Columbia label, which was Julio's label and not Willie's. And uh, because it was such a big hit, it doesn't have a lot of value. I'd say 2 to $3 with the picture sleeve for that one, to all the girls I've loved before. And the last song to come in that week at number 40 was a um, another hit by the Romantics. And we've talked about them before. And this is called One in a Million. And it came in at 40 and would only go to 37. So it didn't get that high up the top 40. But it's on their label, Nemperer. And it was from the album In Heat. And it does have a picture sleeve. And it shows the members of the group in four squares on the front. And just some writing on the back. But as it would turn out, it would be their last top 40 hit in the U.S. And that's One in a Million by the Romantics. Um, Picture Sleeve probably has 3 to $4 worth of value, and same does the record on that one. And believe it or not, I did not hear this record much at all. Um, since it only made it to number 37, it wasn't a huge hit uh, or airplay around here. And the last song I'm going to talk about was a Hot 100 hit. And it was by a guy from England called Nick Kershaw. And at the time when this charted, it was not a record that I heard a lot or even thought about. And throughout the years, I've heard it occasionally. I always wondered about this record. So it's called Wouldn't It Be Good? And it came in at 93 and would just miss the top 40 at number 46. And he's from England. Like I said, does have a picture sleeve, and it shows him on the cover in black and white. And um, a cover of a picture of the album on the back called Human Racing. And it's also on the MCA label, the same as Nick uh, Tony Carey. And... Um, you know, you hear this occasionally on adult contemporary stations, and I heard it like in 
department stores when I'd shop or something like that. And that's where I actually heard this record. And um, other than that, it did not get a ton of airplay, only about a 3 to $4 record, and that's Nick Kershaw, Wouldn't It Be Good? Which brings us to the first week in April of 1984, dated the 7th. And like I said before, the soundtracks were really big that year. And to come in at number 35, the highest week was a uh, highest debut that week was from Footloose. And it was by Bonnie Tyler, who had just had a big, big number one hit with Total Eclipse of the Heart. She came back with one called Holding Out for a Hero from Footloose and on the Columbia label, as she was, and uh, does have a picture sleeve. And it shows her on the cover with a picture of the Footloose soundtrack on the back. Uh, came in at 35, would only go as high as 34, which was interesting to me because it got a ton of airplay um, and a very upbeat, cool song by Bonnie Tyler, Holding Out for a Hero. Probably about a 3 to $4 record with the picture sleeve on that. Next song to come in right behind it at 38 was one of my favorite groups, The Pretenders, and this is called Show Me. And it came in at 38, would go to 28. Very upbeat rockin' song by the Pretenders from the album Learning to Crawl on the Sire label. And the picture sleeve is kind of tough to find. I've only seen it a couple times, and it just shows a picture of the group pointing at something up in the sky, and it's black and white with blue lettering and uh, just writing on the back. But I'd say the sleeve's probably worth, oh, I don't know, $10. The record's probably 3 to 4 uh, picture sleep's hard to find. I don't know why, but I've only seen it a couple times. So that's Pretenders and Show Me. And the next song behind it um, was a group called Berlin. And we've talked about them as Hot 100 artists, but this was their very first top 40 in the U.S. Came in at 39, would go to 23. So it was a mid-mid-range hit for them. It's called No More Words. Uh, very upbeat for them. Terry Nunn is on the cover with the rest of the group. Looks like they're sitting around playing cards and a picture of the album on the back. And the album's called Rumor of Love. Actually, that's the B-side to this. Love Life is the name of the album. And it's on the Geffen label and um, Gray label. And very upbeat song. So much so I liked it a lot. I just remember hearing this song a lot. You still hear it occasionally on the 80s stations. I put this song at number one on my countdown because I liked it a lot. No more words by Berlin. Probably a 3 to $4 record for them. And the last song to debut in the top 40 um, was by Billy Joel, and it was called The Longest Time, and it was kind of an acapella-sounding record from the and an Innocent Man album, and with a picture sleeve, and it just shows a um, guy tapping his feet kind of in a cartoonish way on the cover. And it's pink and black is the color for the picture sleeve. Came in at 40, would go to 14. So it was a pretty decent hit for Billy Joel uh, nationally. And that's the longest time. And this particular record did have a promo picture sleeve as well, uh, which looks like the regular one. It just said promo only on the back. And the record's probably 3 to $4 and did get a lot of airplay. And the only other song I'm going to talk about for the first week of April is a song by a new group at the time called Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Hadn't heard about them, and this song is called Relax. And the only reason I'm even talking about this is because a year later it would become a top 10 hit, but this is the first time it charted. Came in at 84 and would only go to 67 nationally. And it's a very upbeat, um, kind of a new wave of sound on the Island label. 
And um, when it was reissued, it did have, did have a picture sleep, but originally it did not. And um, didn't even hear this record when it was out the first time. Heard it the second time around. It's one of those records that got released twice. Um, the first release of this record probably has more value, maybe $5, and that's Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Next week, uh, we're going to talk about for April 14th, 1984. And we're going to begin it with a song by Irene Cara from the album What a Feeling, and she was still having hits. And it came in at 31, would go to number eight, so it was a top 10 for her. It was simply called Breakdance. And at the time, breakdancing was really uh, a thing, and it had some music out there. A lot of people were doing it. This is also on the Geffen label, the same as Berlin. Uh, did not have a picture sleeve, and also a very upbeat, danceable song that also hit number one on my countdown. And that's Breakdance by Irene Cara, probably a 3 to $4 record. Next up is um, the first solo hit for Steve Perry. And yes, he was a member of Journey, and he sang a lot of Journey hits. But this is called Oh Sherry. Came in at 36, would go to number three nationally, so it was a pretty big hit for him. It does have a picture sleeve, just shows him leaning up against a wall in a darkened hallway um, and not much on the back. But it was such a big, big hit. Got a ton of airplay. Hear it all the time. It's on the Columbia label, the same as Journey was. And um, from his album, Street Talk. And uh, not a lot of value because it was such a big hit. And that's Steve Perry with O'Sherry. Back to the soundtracks for this next one. It was a big, big hit for Denise Williams, who had had a couple hits up until this point. But this one was from Footloose. You guessed it. Let's hear it for the boy. Big, big, big song. Came in at 38. Would go to number one for two weeks. Uh, very prominent in the movie on the Columbia label. Pixar Chief shows her on the cover and Footloose soundtrack on the back and uh, just helped this uh, soundtrack get more and more popular. Uh, probably a 3 to $4 record with Denise Williams' Let's Hear It for the Boy. And right behind it, another song from the Footloose soundtrack, <laughs> excuse me, by Shalimar, the soul group. And Dancing in the Sheets was the name of this one. And like I said, from the... Footloose soundtrack, also on the Columbia label. They had recorded for Solar before that, and it does have a picture sleeve. It just has the title of the song and a picture of the soundtrack on the back. And that one would come in at 39 and would go to 17 nationally. So it's pretty pretty big hit for Shalimar, Dancing in the Sheets. And if you're wondering, were there any more songs from the Footloose soundtrack? The answer is yes, they're coming later. So I told you it was a huge soundtrack. And the last song I'm going to talk about on April 14th, 1984, was um, Madonna's follow-up to Holiday. Came in at 40 and would go to 10, number 10. So it's her first top 10. It's called Borderline. From her original album, self-titled Madonna. Got a ton of airplay. The thing about this record was it was released with one of those poster picture sleeves, which is very, very rare now. It's going for about $50 if you can find one in really good shape. But uh, that's what it was released with. So occasionally I can I find copies, but maybe only three or four over the last 15 years. But um, does show her on the cover, and it folds out to have kind of a poster of her. And that's Madonna with Borderline. Which brings us to the next week of 1984. Excuse me, just had to refresh my voice. And it was dated uh, April 21st, 1984, and there were five songs to come in the top 40 that week. 
The first one was by a group called Night Ranger, and it was their second top 40. Much bigger hit, though, for them. It's called Sister Christian. Came in at 32, would go to number five, so it was a big, big hit. Top 10 for them on the MCA label. And uh, no picture sleeve with this one, but uh, from the album Midnight Madness, and because it was such a big hit, again, not a lot of value with Sister Christian. Still hear it quite a bit on the radio as an 80s hit. Say 3 to $4 for Night Ranger. Next song to come out was another follow-up to a big, big song. and It was called Jump by Van Halen. This one's called I'll Wait. It was the next song off their album. And um, came in at 33 and would go to 13 nationally. So it was pretty big for them. Van Halen was recording on the Warner Brothers label and uh, did get quite a bit of airplay from the album 1984. Shows a picture of the group on the front and a picture of the album on the back. Uh, I must admit, I can listen to this song much more than I can listen to Jump. Jump got way too much airplay and kind of burned out on it, but this is a decent song. I'll Wait by Van Halen. Probably a 5 to $6 record for that. Next song was another follow-up as well. Cindy Lauper, Time After Time. Came in at 36, would go to number one for two weeks. Big, big hit for her as well. On the portrait label. And also did not have a picture sleeve from the album She's So Unusual. And again, a number one song for her. It's been used in several soundtracks since then as well. But still hear the song quite a bit on the radio. And uh, not a lot of value with that. Maybe 3 to $4 because it was such a big, big hit for Cindy Lauper, time after time. Next song to come in was the very uh, first top 40 hit from this band from New Jersey called Bon Jovi. And it shows them on the cover of the picture sleeve. It's called Runaway. And um, came in at 39, and that's as high as it got. And only spent two weeks in the top 40. Just broke in, just barely. But little did we know how much they would start off because they became a huge, huge group. And um, just a self-titled album, Bon Jovi. But the song's called Runaway. And I remember hearing it when it came out. Thought, oh, it's pretty good. Not too bad at all. Probably because it's their first release and it does have a picture sleeve, does have some value. I'd say 10 to $12 for this record and picture sleeve. And that's Bon Jovi with Runaway. Which brings us to the last song that came in that week in the top 40. And it came in at number 40. And it was their first top 40 hit. We talked about this group before in the Hot 100, but it's called Talk Talk. And the song is called It's My Life. And it came in at 40. would go to 31. That's as high as it got. It's on the EMI label. And you might know this song because it was covered by Gwen Stefani and No Doubt. They had a big hit with it. But this is the original. And it's from the LP, It's My Life. And um, very decent sounding song. And the picture sleeve is probably the hardest thing to find with this record. Um, probably a 6 to $7 picture sleeve if you can find a good copy of it. But it did get a lot of airplay. Very new wave-ish, um, 80s sounding record, It's My Life by Talk Talk. And the last song I'm going to talk about uh, was a Hot 100 hit, and it was from an artist from England who had had a lot of hits over there, as I understand. But this is his only one he was able to put in the Hot 100 in the U.S. It's by an artist named Shaken Stevens. He was kind of a rockabilly kind of sounding uh, artist. And the song's called I Cry Just a Little Bit. Came in 83, would only go to 67. And um, it's on the Epic Blue label, and it's from the album The Bop Won't Stop. 
And like I said, it was his only Hot 100 in the U.S., but had a ton of hits in England. Uh, kind of a cool-sounding record. I cried just a little bit. But the thing about this record, it reminds me of a country artist named Sylvia, who was big at the time, cut a version of this as well and had a big hit with it on the country charts. I cried just a little bit. But for some reason, Shaken Stevens was only able to get it to 67 on the Hot 100. And I'd say it's probably about a 3 to $4 record for that. I cry just a little bit. And that will bring us to the end of this edition of Spinning Singles. I appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with the end of April 1984.